The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. And what's up, Doc? It's time for Berkshire Sportsman with Conan and Zuck. Oh yes, it is time for another sizzling, sterling edition of Cronin and the Zuck here on 89.7 FM Pittsfield, 413-445-5943. Your two favorite lovable sports fans in the lovely, warm Berkshire County. Let's go! Warm! Not in Frisco, there's not. Brock Purdy went for a ride. <laughs> he hurt his shoulder too. Keep sticking that backup tight end against Hassan Reddick, you do, right? Crazy. Nothing but an Andy Reid Waffle House party. Go for it. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Cronin and the Zuck. Robbie, how you doing this morning, my friend, on a beautiful Tuesday I'm here okay. in the Berkshires? I'm okay, I'm doing all right, hanging in there, you know. <laughs> just, uh, oh man, what a crazy weekend. I'm doing fine, you know, just a little bit of uh, waking up in the middle of the night, but other than that, I'm okay. So this aging thing really sucks, though, I have to tell you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you, man. I discover I wake up and I go, man, you know, I'm almost two years from 60. This is scary to me. So uh, I'm three from forty. So oh, you know, geez, you're a pop. <laughs> <laughs> a pop. You're like a pop now, man. So uh, yeah. So so uh, what a crazy weekend, huh? I mean, the NFL. We got our Super Bowl. Uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty close to uh, what two weeks now. Why they do that stupid two week layoff? Anyway, we got Pat Boyle from WFN coming up in about ten minutes. So Pat was gracious enough to join us for a few minutes. So he'll be on, and uh, we'll talk some. Uh, why do they do the NFL? The, huh? why, why do they do the two weeks? You just asked because they got to get the Pro Bowl in. Oh yeah, the great Pro Bowl. That's and, right. You know, Tyler Huntley just got subbed in for Josh Allen. Yes, isn't wow, that great? Wow, wow, Tyler Huntley Tyler participation Huntley. trophy. That a boy. Woo you go. Yeah, you get to be a Pro Bowl, a backup quarterback, right? Right. Uh, now to give Patty Mahomes another couple weeks to you know get that ankle kind of figured out. What a what a freaking monster that guy is. I mean, unbelievable yeah. the way he was hobbling off the field, and at the end of the game, you know, he's got his head crooked all to the side as he always does. He's like, well, coach might have been a little mad at me for running. I can't do a really good Mahomes impression. He Kermit the Frog in here to do him. But, <laughs> but uh, what, a, what a game. And did you see the jersey exchange after that game? I did not. Patty Mahomes and the ref exchanged jerseys at the end of the game. Oh, that's interesting. Because they were, they were both so I proud. I thought it was probably with Henry Winkler, but I didn't know. So. Well, no, he was so proud of the ref for making all those great calls. So that you know they exchange. That's it's just a joke. I know. Well, you know, well if but, you want to focus on that game first, and we could focus on that game. Whatever I, I mean, you, whatever you yeah, want to start well, with. Like, man. well, that's fine. I mean, like obviously, I mean, you know, it's just the way that game ended. The way the Kansas City game ended. Okay, was just ridiculous. I mean, first of all, the calls, the non-calls. The last ten minutes was an absolute disaster for the for the officiating. I've never seen something so bad in my life. Basically, I know I know that Joseph Asai made that penalty out of bounds. But, man, that kick, that penalty determined the entire AFC championship. You basically gave the guy 15 yards, and I'm going, well, Buckner's going to make this kick from 45. This game's over. 
And obviously, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I mean, now I have two teams I can't stand in the Super Bowl. I couldn't care less who wins. I really couldn't. I'm I mean, happy for my am friend. Am I rooting Man- for Kansas City? Probably because I like Mahomes. He's a decent guy, but. I'm happy for my friend Mandy. She's a diehard Eagles fan. I'll, 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 I'll. I'll be happy for her if they win, but I really could care less. I'm rooting for squares at this point. <laughs> I mean, I'll root for Kansas City only because I can't stand Philly, you know, and so forth. And and I like Pat. I like Patrick Mahomes. He handles himself. He handles himself well, a lot better than Kelsey. I can't stand Kelsey yelling into the microphone about the Cincinnati mayor. It's like, come on, would you be classy a little bit, please? If that guy shows no class, why well, you have to sh- you have to show no class and go right back at him? It was so dumb, yelling into you know the mic where you have the right to party. And Jim Nance, of course, just takes and should have said, hey, Kelsey, shut up. But, of course, he didn't, you know. And could someone tell Tony Romo to shut the hell up, too, please? <laughs> that guy has gotten to the point where I, I, I've i had a love-hate relationship for him. I hated him the first year, loved him last year. I don't know how long it did this third or fourth year in the league. But he has driven me absolutely crazy the last few weeks. I enjoy him, but I understand what you're saying. I mean, he probably talks more than I do, so. <laughs> he speaks gibberish. You got to. Yeah, the guy's got to. The guy's got to pl- make a. The guy's got to do something. I know he, what? he does. He what? does. He does. Huh? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like we could call a better game from our couches in our apartments in Lenox and in Pittsfield. I, I mean, mean, give yeah. me a break. I mean, yeah, he. Does, I think he does a good job, but I think he gets. He get, well, he gets real excited. I mean, he's he's a former player, obviously, and he's giving you a player's perspective on it. But he's like a little kid in the booth. Ah, you know, he gets all excited and stuff like that, which is fun. But I, I understand your point, though. So you remember that Frank, uh, the comedian Frank Caliendo. Yes. Yes. He does the best thing with Roma. He'll start doing the Roma thing, and he'll be like, and then there's always Jim Nance that always has to go, Tony, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> but he drives me out of my mind. But anyway, that's besides yeah, the point. Yeah, I kind of stole Madden from, from Frank Caliendo. You know, these guys are really tough. You know what I mean? You know, like, boom, you know, you're standing there in the mud and everything, you know. He does the best Gruden because he can make the Gruden facial yeah, expression, yeah. too. He does, but yeah, I like what he does. These this guys are terrible when he does when he Charles Barkley. They're terrible. Like, this turn guys, down the turbo on my radio. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right here on uh, Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zuck and uh, WTBR 89.7. And we got great programming, of course, this afternoon. Stick with the program. And then, of course, my favorite show at 4 o'clock, Beatles Forever, which is great with with Pete and Jess, which is always fun. So uh, you ever listen to that show? A great show. So. Anyway, but uh, Friday I was lying around, all of a sudden I, I was listening to the station, and before I knew it, I'm like dancing to Brazilian music, because Mundo Latina was on Friday. <laughs> I was, I was, you know, it's like always, all of a sudden at 4 o'clock, I hear it blasting, boom, you know, they're on, you know, so... Uh, so I know it's the end of my, not, it's the end of the weekend or the beginning of the weekend. When after I hear Mona Latino, so anyway, we're just waiting for Patty to, to come on with us. But uh, the anyway. station does play some great rock music. Though. Absolutely. This, this morning, my father's Absolutely. my father's phone updated or something happened, and he lost the uh, uh, on the music app how to get to stream us this morning. Yeah. yeah. And I, I went and got it, and I hit play, and it was like blasted rock music. I'm like, this station's like the only rock station in the county. I'm like, yeah, yeah. well, they play pretty damn good music up here. Yeah. So. Well, they should. They have a ten thousand. 000- <laughs> Record library yeah. down the hall. So, us. I mean, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the kid when I was growing up listening to uh, WNEW, WLIR on, on Long Island or WPLJ when I was a kid. It's really album oriented rock, but it's album oriented rock through all the decades. I mean, you got stuff from the 60s, stuff from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you know, recent. So, it's kind of like a you know, hodgepodge. It's an eclectic, yeah, eclectic mix right, of right, music. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's great. So, I heard stuff on here that I have in my collection, which I thought nobody ever had. So, but uh, I remember running into Sean's office. Go, you got the bubble puppy here. Not really ever heard of the bubble puppy besides myself. So, anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it, the whole the whole thing with uh, with the Cincinnati game. I mean, first of all, the Mahomes play. Mahomes is unbelievable. Look, look at this guy. He throws for over three hundred yards. He's playing on one leg. 
Okay, I mean, he makes a phenomenal play at the end, but there was a hold on that play, which they didn't call. And on the ensuing kickoff after 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 uh, Jones made, he had a great game. Chris Jones had a great game after he makes the sack. Right? Okay, the the kick. There was blatant clips. I mean, all over the place. Not one call. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, Cincinnati really got screwed in that game. They did in a lot of ways. Okay, but you know. It was a close game. I thought, I thought. hey, look, the Bengals had the ball with two minutes left. They're driving on the 40-yard line, like 48 seconds left. I did not like I did not like the play call on second and eight. I thought they should have just thrown the ball in the flat to mix him, get him up the field, let him go. They tried to throw the ball down the field incomplete a couple times, and obviously the sack, you know, was uh, was big, re- really big. Because and, the, and then the third and three, they, they threw a bomb. Yeah, right. right. No, I, I didn't understand no at all. I could not. And I like Zach Taylor. I think he's a terrific young coach, but I didn't understand that at all, quite frankly. So, well, if Zach Taylor would he still be the coach if uh, Joe Burrow hadn't fallen into his lap? There's Pat. So, all right, here we go. Hey, it's it's a pleasure to join uh, Mr. Pat Boyle, a phenomenal man from WFAN. What's going on, brother? Thanks for calling. We've got uh, Sean and Robbie here. How are you? What's up, gentlemen? Good morning. Happy to be here. Thanks, morning, man. Pat. Thanks for coming Thanks on, for man. Thanks for coming on, man. What's going on? How you doing, man? Good, brother. Living the dream. Living <laughs> the dream. How's everything with you guys? I'm good, man. Have you been done, have you been doing much producing at down at the fan lately, or? Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm still part time. So after uh, you know the the new year and the holidays all subside, everybody everybody goes back. They you know all the vacation days. Right, uh, right. <laughs> getting ready to use them up. So. Um, no, I've only been there like uh, a couple times in the last two weeks, but I'm doing updates. Uh, nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. On, on Fan and CBS, and then uh, I'm sure there'll be another another show hosting spot. Absolutely. I hope so, man. Too. You're excellent. I mean, you do a great job. I mean, yeah, they had Lopresti on. I was like surprised, you know. But Chris is such a sweet guy. He's been there forever anyway, so I think he's like getting close to my age now. <laughs> he was he was on SiriusXM for a while, I think, Lopresti. Was, was Chris on SiriusXM? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, he still works there. Yeah, he still works there. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we were talking about this whole thing with the with the uh, the Cincinnati game and the horrible, really horrible officiating. I could not believe the officiating at the end of that game, the holds, everything. What you what you think about the whole thing with uh, with the Kansas City game, just in general? I mean, I think it's I think the NFL is spelling it out right right before our very eyes for us. You know, I, I think that uh, <laughs> I think those those officiating calls are, are too good to just say. Oh, well, you know, terrible officiating. I mean, look, man, you know, the NFL is entertainment. The NFL is entertainment. And as much as we'd like to think everything is 100% clean and, and uh, official, I mean, look, how do you, how do you have a, a, a referee come in off the sideline at the last second oh while God. a crucial play is going on after the ball's been snapped and then once Kansas City doesn't get a first down, uh, Torbert goes, oh, yeah, well, we need to redo the play. Redo the play? How I couldn't does, believe it. How does that it. ever happen? How does that ever happen, that you redo the play? And then the, the last punt return, there was an obvious block in the back. That oh, yeah. Missed. The, Mahomes, the Mahomes roughing, the, you know, the, the unnecessary roughness, that was legit. They've been calling that all year long. That was, that was legit. But, man, them replaying, redoing that play, which the Chiefs didn't get didn't get points out anyway, and then the obvious block in the back. I mean, we've we've watched football all year. There yep. is a block in the back, or there is a hold on eighty percent of punt returns, and the one, the final one in the AFC Championship game where there's an obvious one. Well, there was an obvious hold too, Pat. There was an obvious hold on uh, on the, the Mahomes run for the first down as well. 
there was a yeah, hold, and they right. didn't call that back either. I mean, yeah. like I was listening to Francesa's podcast yesterday, and he was so adamant about the fact that they called the penalty on Joseph Asai. I mean, he said is there's a difference between calling that on a Sunday in October or November and calling one of the AFC Championship. But basically, that penalty, you know, cost them the game. They won the game because they put the ball 15 yards further. I mean, that, let's face it, it would have been, you know, probably going into overtime, which I think everybody wanted to see. So. You know, the officials right there are just, you know, they're basically deciding the game. I don't want the, the game decided by an official. You know what I mean? What do you think? Hey, Pat, let yeah, me ask you, Pat, mean, let me, I, can I ask you a quick question? Do you sure. say there's a just block in the back on every return? The uh, the most obvious one in the entire year was the, the Jones return against the Jets for a touchdown, which won the game, that they didn't call. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's every game. And, and like you said, it's entertainment. It's it's almost a joke. It's almost like you'd almost have the re- the uh, you know the uh, when the officials went on strike, you'd almost have the, rather have the replacement officials back. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, I and I don't, I don't even know if it's the officials. I mean, you know, I think you got to realize that in today's day, where you've got teams that are partnered with sports books, where you've got the league is partnered with sports books, right? Where you're getting slammed with ad every every single second. You know, look. Betting responsibly, awesome. I, mean, I think it being legal is great, but I, I think uh, you know it's right in front of us that if there's an opportunity for the NFL to pick a team that's going to win a big game, they're going to make sure that they give that that team every opportunity to do so. I, le- think le- they can no lo- I, I don't think it can, I can it can be ignored any longer. Legalized sports betting just uh, officially became official today in Massachusetts. Really? You wow! Can now, you can now go to <laughs> you can now go to MGM in Springfield and bet on wow. anything you want. I love how I love, <laughs> Pat. I love how they have like the Fendel sports commercials and then Carton comes on about gambling after you. <laughs> it's like talk about like you know going to one stream one extreme to the other extreme. It's just kind of weird. You know, it's very strange. But, um, yeah, uh, Craig Carden actually has a, a program that's called My Name is Craig, and it's actually about gambling, and it's on for like a half an hour on Saturdays before Joe and Evan do their show. So Does he like, have the ghost of Bernie Madoff on there with him? Or? I have I no mean. idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what would you think of the whole situation? Uh, I couldn't believe this in the uh, the game with the Eagles. Well, anyway, so the game with the Eagles, right? Okay, it was a, that was the worst NFC Championship game I've ever seen in my life, literally. But why didn't they just let McCaffrey do a wild, wildcat? They knew they knew that, that Purdy couldn't throw. I couldn't figure that out. And also, too, what I don't understand either is why do you have a tight end, a backup tight end, blocking a guy who's that good? I mean, I, I don't get it. He had a backup tight end, and you also had, like, uh, what, who, um, like, um, I think a— the receiver blocking against Hassan Riddick. I didn't understand that at all. It made no sense to me. I mean, sometimes Shanahan doesn't make any sense to me at all with some of the things no, he does. No, he doesn't. Play off, play off Shanahan not throwing the challenge flag on that very first drive right, where right. Devonta Smith makes a catch that isn't a catch that would have given you the, the ball back and exactly. they getting seven points out of it. Uh, the NFL also, again, could have used an expedited review um, to overturn that, which they've done many times this year, and they didn't do that. Oh, are they supposed so, to review the play though? Isn't the play supposed to be reviewed or not? I don't. It, uh, just just on its own merit, it's only scoring uh, scoring plays and turnovers okay. are automatically. See, reviewed, I don't like so. the replay. You know, I don't like the replay. But that in, case, in that case, it, you know, could have could have worked for them. Sure, they should have well, challenged. Look, I mean, they've got they've got there. You have the ability, and, we, and there we I've seen it plenty of times this year, way more than in years past. Right, right. Do the expedited review. You, right. you, you see one replay, you get a good view, and you say, "Wow, that's not a catch." Right. Why didn't they? Re- why didn't you? And why did he challenge it? I don't understand why Shannon didn't challenge it. That doesn't make any sense to I, me. Me either. Me I know. I was shaking my <laughs> me head because I man. obviously I was rooting for San. 
San Francisco and stuff. And it's amazing with Shannon. He gets all this praise, all these accolades. Meanwhile, the guy blew two Super Bowls. <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and then, you know, it, so that, that, that started him off on a, on a bad note. And then when Purdy gets hurt, you know, he obviously tore, tore his UCL, which we right. found out yesterday. Oh, wow, That's, okay. I mean, you know, you do that in baseball, you're, you're not right. throwing, you're, you can't throw the ball. You exactly. can't throw another pitch. So yep. he couldn't throw. So, like, you know, Josh Johnson comes in. Of course, he, you know, fumbles away a snap and, and basically gifts the uh, Eagles that extra touchdown at the end. Would it have been close either way? Probably not. But, I mean, you're talking about 14-7 going into half instead of 21-7. And then once he gets knocked out of the game, Purdy comes back in. And I think Philadelphia and everybody and their mother knew, hey, this guy cannot throw the ball other than maybe a little screen pass outside. So we're going to stack the box and we're going to crush the run. And I don't think, I really don't know if going McCaffrey Wildcat would have changed a whole lot. Do you think they should have had a third guy in there backing, backing you know, Josh Johnson up? I mean, well, they many... can't. I don't think they're allowed to. Oh, I think that was the to... thing that the NFL Players Association right. agreed on, is that you can't, uh, you, you can't dress a third quarterback. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Okay. So that's interesting. That's for the playoffs, or is that in general? I think that's in general, because remember, you know, the whole thing with Zach Wilson this year. Right, was, right. They they could have dressed him and Joe Flacco if they wanted to when Mike White was starting, but they didn't. They only they Zach they Wilson only seemed like one. he was more interested in okay, dressing so older yeah, women. So, but that's, you know, that's besides so the that, point. So that brings <laughs> that brings me to a point. The rumor about uh, you know Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets. What do you think of that? I think I, I was calling for that the day the Jets season ended, um, and now obviously it has picked up steam that the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive yeah, coordinator. We know why? The why? Why did they bring on the? Well, obviously because he was Rogers' offensive coordinator. But why a guy who was a horrible head coach did a terrible job with with Wilson? Why would you bring Nathaniel Hackett in there? Because some guys the are Jets better. Are just, some guys are better the, in the zone the as a Jets coordinator than they are as a head coach. He's, yeah, a, yeah. he's a coordinator. He's not a head coach. No, he he's a coordinator. That, he proved but that in Denver, but he's he, proven in his other stints. He's he a can coordinator, but he was horrible with Wilson. Come on. I mean, why would you bring Nathaniel Hackett in? Because he had no clue what he was doing as a head coach, but now all he's got to do is focus on one thing. And, Pat, one of the things I was saying to Sean before, they fired these stinking coordinators. They don't fire the head coach. Staley is still there. How the hell does Todd Bowles still have a job? And Robert Sala, to me, hasn't shown me that he's a head coach. You know, I I told you, I had Joe on a few weeks ago, and I said to Joe the same thing. Robert Sala's soft. When does Robert Sala ever get upset on a sideline at anybody? So, I mean, I, they just keep these coaches, and they fire all the coordinators. You're telling me Joe Lombardi couldn't figure it out, but up by 20 points not to run not to run the football more than pass the ball? They passed the ball 22 times in that game with the Chargers against Jacksonville. So why why would Staley say, oh, we're not going to pass the ball? I mean, I don't get it. I, I mean, someone's missing for me because I can't figure out how they keep these coaches. Byron Leftwich did a great job a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Now he's fired. Is it his fault? Todd Bowles is horrible. We always know that about yeah, Todd I mean, Bowles. I think you're seeing, I think you're seeing an overall trend uh, now <sighs> this year, whereas coordinators' jobs aren't as safe as right. head coaches' jobs. Um, you know, two, three years ago, I'm sure maybe maybe Bowles gets the axe instead of Leftwich, or they both go right. I think now you have these, and and these are all teams that are, uh, you know, maybe with the exception of Denver, yeah. that are right on the the well, the Denver they fired Hackett, it was the right. coach, so and then they hired the group, but. But you know, you're seeing with the Chargers, you're seeing with, um, you know, you're seeing with the Jets, you're seeing with other teams with the Char- uh, with the Bucks that fired right. their offense coordinators, kept their head coaches. They believe that they are right on the cusp of being a Super Bowl contending team. I think you would agree with that with your Chargers. I think we both agree the Jets had a top five defense. Right, they right. get Aaron Rodgers quarterback. They're obviously a Super Bowl contender. 
so that's that's that that was the trend this year. Hey, the coordinators. It's job Joe Lombardi's fault that they. Bit. It's Joe Lombardi's fault that they passed twenty two times and ran the ball seven times. That's his fault. Well, look, I know you. I know you don't like Brandon. Oh Staley, my god, I can't stand him. Hopefully, Kellen. Hopefully, Kellen Moore gives you a lot more to cheer about this upcoming Hope year, so. Robbie. But I no, said Sean, Brandon Staley Sean reminds me right. of my sixth grade math teacher. That's what <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I know you're pressed for well, time. One, yeah, one sec, right, Sean yeah. was Sean was right with uh, what he said about Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, look. Yeah, he proved pretty clearly he's not a head coach. I think Todd Bowles <laughs> has once again proved pretty clearly he's not a head coach. Oh, awful. But he was great. He's great as a defensive coordinator. And Hackett, yeah, he was absolutely horrendous with Denver. Didn't know how to call timeouts. Didn't know how to manage a game. Okay, so boom, he's not a head coach. But And as an offensive coordinator, though, we saw what he did with Aaron Rodgers. We saw what he did with Jacksonville five years ago. With so Blake, Bortles. <laughs> Blake, yeah, Bortles. With Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. I mean, he got, he got, he into, a, he got into a top. championship game. Yeah, he got them within five minutes of going to the Super Bowl. So, right. you know, yeah. whether that's whether that's hanging on for, for good or for bad, we're going to see how he does. Um, I think, though, and people may disagree, I think he was brought to Denver solely for the promise, you know, the Aaron Rodgers. promise of getting Aaron Rodgers. Right, and I think he was hired by the Jets solely for the promise of trying to trade for Aaron gotcha. Rodgers. I think, they have a, I think the Jets have a legit shot of trading for him. Um, I think, you know, picks at this point, a yeah. first-round pick this right, year, right. uh, first-round pick next year, um, and, you know, then paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million <sighs> for the next two years, I think that's worth it. A 39-year-old guy by the left in yeah. the tank. I think he still has a lot left You do? Okay. For, I, okay. But with the Jets' offensive line is bad. But anyway, before, I know you're pressed for time, but first of all, who do you like in the Super Bowl? And second, uh, what did you think of the Islanders trade yesterday? Because I know you're, I know you're an Islander fan, so. Yeah, so in, in terms of the Super Bowl, um, I mean, look, it's, it's still early. Uh, you know, there was a lot of guys that got hurt in both of those yeah, games. Yeah, right, and right. The Chiefs, they went, you know, it was a Juju Smith-Schuster went down. Kadarius Tony went down, although right. half the time he can't stay on the field. Right, anyway. he can never stay on the field, right? With the Giants, he couldn't. Exactly. So i got to see how the Chiefs are looking health-wise going into next week. But if they are relatively healthy, um, maybe it's a New York bias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because I hate Nick Sirianni, but uh, I'm going to be taking the Chiefs here. I just I, I think this is a dynasty, and I think uh, they solidify that winning the second Super Bowl here in the last couple of years. I, I think Jalen Hurts has been great. I mean, again, we've seen it all year long. The defense has been phenomenal. That O-line and D-line combo yeah. has been the best football. Right. But I, I still think that Jalen Hurts is, is a year away from winning a huge game like this against uh, the top quarterback in football. Wow. Hey, hey, Pat, by the way, Nick Sirianni just texted me and heard your comments that he wants to play a game <laughs> of tic-tac-toe with you to challenge you on that. So. <laughs> but, yeah, by the way, so the Islanders make a trade yesterday. Right, and they get Bo Horvath. They gave up a lot though for Bo Horvath, and he's a UFA next year. I mean, I couldn't figure they better sign him, Pat, or they got nothing out of that deal. So yeah, yeah, well, they, and, I'm, and I'm expecting them to sign him. And, and look, they gave away Anthony Bovillier, who I thought was always a nice, you know, really nice. He's okay. Yeah, Atu Rati, who had some moments, but I think uh, a lot of Islanders fans, myself included, expected you know more, more out of him. Right, so right. that doesn't really bother me. Yep. And then the the conditional first round pick, which is a top twelve protected pick. Um, you know, yeah. look, they needed they needed a guy down the middle that could create plays for them and that could get things done, and they have that now in both horses. Right, because they have right. good goaltending, have good defense. Now they just need somebody to score. I agree with you. Yeah, so they, yeah, they, I mean, they he's having he's having his career best season. Yeah, he is. So you're buying very high. Right, thirty one goals, twenty four assists. Yep. He's going to be in the All Star game. So they've got an All Star now, and this is the window that 
Right. The Islanders, Lou Lamorello said, okay, you know what, we're running out of time. We need to capitalize on. Yeah. I, I, you know, I like it. You got to give to get sometimes. And, uh, yeah, if they sign him, obviously, then, then you've got him for a handful of more years. I'm expecting him to do that. But, look, I like to trade. It just feels like they've been treading their wheels. For the last oh, they have. They, they, they can't score goals. I, I have two, two very good friends that are both diehard Islander fans. That are, they, uh, they're just so frustrated with the offense and everything like that. So, I mean, it was nice to see the Bruins lose three in a row, though. <laughs> Tell you. Yeah, exactly. They never they were, lose, they man. Hey, you must be excited about your Cubbies. I mean, they got a few. They added a few pieces there, so you know we'll see. You know. Yeah, and then look at you, man. I appreciate that. You, you know, and all my weird uh, teams that I. That yeah, I like. you know, you and you and my buddy Adam the Bull, the big, 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 right? The New York boys that love the Cubs. So there you go, man. Anyway, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I like that they, I like that they went out and got Jamison Tyone for a pretty cheap deal. Yeah. Um, you know, look, they, you take a shot on. on um, we got on Dansby. Somebody. Yeah, you, well, yeah, they, you take a shot on somebody like Dansby Swan. That's not taking a shot. I mean, they've got a legit bonus. Oh, he's a good player. Now. And uh, they've also got a kid that I played with in the uh, in the Northwoods League one summer when I'm I was playing college baseball. Nico Nico Horner, who's a really good young second, they're going to move him to second base. Nice. Um, and then they've got and then they've got a guy like Patrick Wisdom, who's a really good power bat. You know, can he develop into the other tools, and can he actually, you know, not be boomer bust home run like right. turned into the next Joey Gallo? But then, <laughs> you know, I like I like that they took a shot on Cody Bellinger, one year deal. Why not? Right. They've got the uh, they've got the Japanese sensation Seiya Suzuki. So you know they're 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 coming. They're on the come up again. Finally. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, don't, I don't think baseball teams ever need to really tank. They've got way too much money, and I think it's a lie every time they throw that in the face. Oh, we need to rebuild. Oh yeah, you don't absolutely. Need to you just need to spend more money. Exactly. So I'm glad that I'm glad that the Ricketts family spending more money again, and that the Cubs are are hopefully going to be in a position to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, well, let's hope so. I mean, I mean, it's always fun when they're when they're playing well in Chicago. I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm listening to the Cashman's quotes yesterday. You know, they still don't have a, a left field. They looked at Max Kepler and Reynolds from Pittsburgh. He says Cashman says hopefully Aaron Hicks, the one the Aaron Hicks we know will come back and 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 but be confident, a confident player for us again. I mean, is he out of his mind, dude? I mean, he's really out of his mind. Brett, Cashman. Gar- Brett Gardner's. A- why don't we get Brett Gardner back? I mean, the Yankees are ridiculous. They really are. It's like, go get a left fielder already. It's just, just such nonsense. Or put the kids as in. Great I, as, as great as an offseason that the Yankees had, it still feels like they are still, you know, stuck in their ways. Yep, of uh, course. Hoping that these older vets who we know are washed up. Donaldson. Are, are, you know, hoping that they're going to produce. Him and Josh Donaldson, they're going to hear a lot of booze this year if they don't <laughs> produce, man. Okay, exactly. Hey, buddy, I know you press for, you know, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Continued success, man. Let me know when you're back on, uh, you know, on the air overnight. So, and, uh, yeah, give, absolutely. Give Rosenberg, no, Robbie, yeah. I appreciate thanks, the buddy. That, Pat, thanks, thanks a million. Yeah. Thanks, give, man. Thanks give, so give much Rosie, for calling. Give Rosie a kick in his butt when you see him. So, all right. See <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Let's talk to you later. Thanks, Take Pat. Care. Okay. Thanks, Pat. All the best. All right. Thanks, man. Pat Boyle from WFN, one of the really fine young broadcasters in the business. 413-445-5943 right here on WTBR 89.7 FM, Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zook. We'll be back after a few messages, so stick around right here, and uh, we'll talk some baseball and some some hoops and uh, a little more football. And uh, Maybe we'll do our predictions next week. What do you think for Super Bowl? I agree with what Pat said. Yeah. Let's see how the health status is yeah, of these guys exactly, coming going right. in the next week. Right, well, that's why we'll work next week. All yeah. right, we'll be back. We got something for just about everybody. 
did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association Start Program, visit heart.org slash start. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Pittsville residents, have you heard about Code Red? It's the city's emergency alert program, and it keeps you informed on the latest updates and notifications, including but not limited to weather-related emergencies, road closures, and water main breaks. So stay connected and be informed. Text Pittsfield to 99411 to enroll or visit cityofpittsfield.org to sign up. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight Saturday at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast. We got something for just about everybody. WTBR. All right, we are back for another half hour of sizzling sports talk here on Cronin and the Zuck on WTBR 89.7. The phone number is 413-445-5943 if you want to be part of the program. Pat Boyle, thank you so much for calling in. That was a great spot. I also want to give a quick shout-out to our good buddy Ralphie Romeo, who had uh, a procedure done and uh, is still on the mend. His lovely wife, Cynthia, is uh, by his side every second. Uh, Ralphie, hope you're doing well out there, man. We're thinking of you. Um, Speaking of, uh, you know, we left off with baseball. Uh, The Red Sox just held their winter weekend last weekend at MGM in Springfield, which they hold every year. Uh, they used to do it at Foxwoods. The last years they've done it in Springfield, and it's basically like a town hall. They had like Heim Bloom, Heim Bloom, <laughs> Sam Kennedy. You know, like parts of the ownership were there, and uh, he got booed the second he walked on stage, which I thought was funny, and uh, because I think he's done a interesting job. Like if if you're not a nerd like me, what the Red Sox have done this <laughs> off season uh, doesn't look that impressive. But I think he's put together a sneakily health permitting decent team 
but he goes, when we hurt, we, or he goes, when you guys are hurting and booing us, we know it because we're feeling the same way. <laughs> bull, bull crap, okay? That is the biggest load of cow manure I've ever heard in my entire life because, you know what? Yeah, you save face by signing Devers to that extension. If they had let Devers go... Uh, I think the city of Boston would have lit Fenway Park on fire. I really do, because that would have just been a disaster. They overpaid him, obviously. But, you know, they could have had the Bogarts thing done a couple years ago. Right. They could have had Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts said, I don't want to sign a a long-term extension right now. I want to test free agency. Okay, well, sign him to the one-year arbitration deal. Let him test free agency and then sign him a blank check. You know, they they lost Andrew Benatendi, who has turned around and become a pretty damn good ball player. And what do we get in return? Franchi Cordero and Josh Winkowski. Josh Winkowski, who had a 541 ERA in the major league this year, somewhere in there. It's in the fives. Franchi Cordero, who is not a major league baseball player. You know, the best player we got in the Mookie Betts trade was Alex Verdugo, who's an average He's, he's average. He's okay. But he's not the guy you want to look at and go, that's who we got from Mookie Betts. The minor league prospect that was supposed to be the big deal that we got in the package, Jeter Downs, they just designated him for assignment right, last he's the third week. Base, he's a third baseman, right? Shortstop. Shortstop. Right, right. Like, but he, shortstop, but he's right. about... About five foot two, right. weighs about 140 pounds. Like Tony Maserati says on, on uh, you know, Comcast Sports, he right. goes, a guy can't hit oh, his way out of a paper bag, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you let those guys go for nothing. If they had let Devers go, this is going to be bad. But this is our offseason additions. Okay, Corey Kluber. Mike Bolt. <laughs> I would have just assumed ten year, $10 million. I would have assumed had Nathan Evaldi back. At least you know right, Evaldi's. Right, of course. At least he knows Evaldi's. You know his medical records. Kluber's been hurt too the last three years. He wasn't great in Tampa last year. Okay, Adam Duvall from the Braves, center fielder. He's had three thirty home run seasons. He's Thirty four years old, and he tore a muscle in his shoulder last year. Okay, a torn sheath or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. I I like that signing, sort of. But to put the start in center field. That's what I mean. He's 34. I mean, he's not like he's, you know, I mean, 34 is not old, but I mean, see, for a center fielder, it's old to me. And then we trade you know. Josh Taylor to Kansas City for Mondesi, their shortstop, right. which I don't mind. Taylor hasn't pitched two of the last three years because of his injuries. And we just, we traded Matt Barnes to Florida yesterday to the Marlins for a left handed reliever. Saw who, that, yeah. Which I thought was, I was amazed that they were able to get anything for him because they owed him $9 million. They, they ate a couple million in salary. This kid's only going to get paid three. Right. And they're, so Bloom shed five million off the off the salary cap, which I thought was good. But this this um, Mondesi trade perplexes me because they're they're penciling him to eventually be the starting shortstop. Jose Iglesias is out there. This kid has played seventy five games the last four years because of injuries, right. and. Three days after they acquired him, Bloom says he's probably not going to be ready for opening day because he tore his ACL. Jose Iglesias has played in 300-and-something games in the last uh, three years. Knows Boston, has been there for three years. I still think they should get him. But you're you're now relying on a middle infield of Christian Arroyo and this Mondesi kid, neither of whom have ever played an entire season. And your first baseman is Tristan Casas, who only played a handful of games last year. Trevor Story's hurt again. Trevor Story's going to be out until August. That's ridiculous. Your catching situation is Reese McGuire, who 
enjoys diddling himself in public more than diddling himself on the field. And and, uh, Connor Wong, who was the other piece... Right. From the Mookie Betts trade, who hit 188 in the majors right, right, last year, didn't hit at all. So our starting rotation is Chris Sale, James. Did he ever pitch though? James Paxton. He's always hurt. Nick Pavetta, who always pitches, but his ERA is in the mid fives, right, mid fours. Right. I mean, not mid fives. Yeah, he's, he's a third star. Brian Bayo, who had a lot of uh, late season success last year. Pedro Martinez has been working with him exclusively in the Dominican, who I have a lot of faith in. I think is going to be really good. I mean, he throws hard. Right. He's got a hard fastball, hard slider, filthy changeup. So he's, but again, prospect. And then you have Garrett Whitlock, who we got from you guys in right. the Rule Five. Right. Rule Five, right, right. Nasty out of the bullpen. Had a 4.15 ERA in limited action in the rotation last year. Um, tell me where we're getting any Wait, so any type of the the, the 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 roster for the Red Sox is very. Skeptical. They could either be really good, right? So, or they could be really bad. So here's my question. Yeah, so here's my question for you. Why is it okay? Why is it that the Red Sox over the last couple of years since they since they since they acquired Bloom as general manager from Tampa, why have they done the same? Was the same thing as the Yankees? Kind of like, you know, kind of went. I wouldn't say on the cheap, but kind of. I mean, kind of like picking up guys like Corey Kluber and picking up you know guys off the scrap heap and making trades for a 34-year-old guy who's had injury problems. I mean, Adam played very well for the Braves a few years ago, Adam Duvall. But I mean, it's just like, I like him as a player. But when you talk about all these guys, Paxton and Sale and Duvall, and all these guys have all had nagging injuries over the last couple of years, you know? It's like the same thing of bringing Aaron Hicks back for the Yankees. I mean, well, it's like... Well, Sale they're stuck with because Dombrowski well, gave him that extension. It, right. You know, but... But these, he's never healthy, though. But why Corey Kluber? That just, I just didn't understand it's the that same, one. You know what? It's the same reason Tampa Bay picked him up, and it's the same reason the Yankees picked him up. Yankees threw a no-hitter, and then he was hurt the next week, and he was out for the rest of the season. Why so. didn't the Red Sox just bring Evaldi back? He said, I want to finish my career in Boston. Right. Well, exactly. It's the same injury risk. Right, and Texas looks like a pretty good pitching staff Texas, now. Yeah. 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 I mean, they weren't, they weren't fooling, fooling around when they said they were going to spend some money, so they did. So uh, the, the, the Red Sox rotation is a high-risk, high-reward. You know, And then in the back end of the bullpen, they have Kenley Jansen. Who was good five years ago? Right, he blew again. them. He blew like, the most saves right. in the National League last again, year. Again, the same thing. And they give him sixteen right. million dollars. Oh, ridiculous. It's they ridiculous. got Chris Martin, who they're looking at the analytics as he's got the best bat on ball percentage as yeah. a reliever of the weakest contact. Give me a break. Right. You know, a left-handed pitcher that they got from Matt Barnes from the. Mar- I'd rather have Matt Barnes. This left-handed reliever they got from the Marlins struck out five. Five point eight per nine innings last year. So how can they compete with the Yankees who have a really fine rotation? Let's be honest, the Yankees still have a pretty damn good and rotation. By the way, why okay. the why how? the hell did Oraldis Chapman go to the Royals? Because nobody else wanted him. Nobody else wanted. They still gave him a lot of money, and they still he, he yeah, still hasn't passed his physical right, yet. Right, exactly. So because nobody else wanted him at this point. I mean, he's damaged to me. He's damaged goods, but either either physically or psychologically. I mean, the guy just I don't know what what the problem with him is, but he just goes through these phases with the Yankees where he you know he, he would be great, and the next minute he can't find the plate. So, but never. Forward, I would I would know. I would take your roster over our roster. In well, of two course, seconds, absolutely. Man. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand why the Red Sox are, are doing this. I mean, in the past, the Red Sox have spent money. They've been able to get really good ball players. They've been able to develop good ball players at the minor league level. I know they have a few guys at the minor league level that they're interested that have, they've been, you know, have been they're planning on maybe bringing up or on the cusp of bringing up. But see, let's be honest, though, they, they've been on the cheap the last few years. And how, you look at Toronto but the, and but the Yankees, the, and then look at that. And Tampa's always competitive. And the Orioles are and the starting Orioles to spend money. Better. Wait, so so where do the Red Sox fit in at this point? The I Red mean, Sox spend five years, 90, year. $90 million dollars on a Japanese hitter that they don't even know if he's going to be successful or not. 
that Yoshida right. Masataka, Masataka yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right. And uh, they went on <laughs> a big on a big uh, you know word from Tristan Casas who played with him in the in the uh, World Baseball Classic. Said, oh, he's one of the most talented hitters I've ever seen. Okay, well he's a lefty. He's a slap hitter. What good's he gonna do with Fenway? I mean, the only thing if he that might three hundred, I'll be happy. The only thing that's going to benefit him, they're they're saying he could be Ichiro two Okay, I'd be fine with that as a leadoff hitter. Okay, but the power, they lost power with Bogarts. You don't know how Adam Duvall is going to so come dumb back not from signing the, Bogarts. That, that, that was so dumb. They should have signed him. Of course, they, they should have signed him two years ago. Of course, they, they should have signed have. him. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you know, it's still it's still it's still Miller and it's still. Uh, uh, it's still that ownership team, right? So, I mean, out in San Diego? No, no, I'm talking about in Boston. In Bo- oh, John Henry. I mean, yeah. John Henry. Yeah. John, Miller, John Henry. I meant. Yeah, it's still Henry and still Lucino and all those guys, right? Yeah. So, so Lu- I mean, no, Lucino's out. Oh, Lucino's out. Okay. So, so my question is like, again, w- w- between Bloom, you br- you bring the, the thing is that's bothersome. If you're a Red Sox fan, obviously I'm a Yankee fan, but if you're a Red Sox fan, you bring in Bloom, you bring in his experience, you bring in the fact that he was able to put together. With a low budget, a really you know competitive team every year, Tampa, and then you give them the opportunity to come to Boston, and it's and it's worse. So anyway, we got another caller in line. Good morning, you're on Berkshire Sports now with Cronin. So who am I talking to? It's Mike from Ocean City, Maryland. Mikey, Gentlemen. what's going on? Hey, buddy? Mike. Thanks for calling, man. How are you? Uh, well, you know, I was doing great. I was having a great morning. Things were going well. Life was good until you guys started talking about the Red Sox. <laughs> 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 Sorry, man. Sorry, dude. Hope I didn't put the spoiled milk in your coffee. <laughs> you know, I almost hit a construction worker. I wasn't paying attention. Oh no! <laughs> what with a what with a with a two by four with your car? With my car. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm joking. Although with the way the Mike, Red you know, Sox, you know, you know, I'm right though. You know, that's that's the thing. I've been in denial. You know, although I did read an article this morning that. The, the bullpen might be the only bright spot on the team. I don't know. That seems a bit odd considering who they've picked I, up in free agency. I, then you can have the opener. I don't know if the we opener. have a starting pitcher who's going to give us over 150 the innings this opener. year, honestly, with the way it's the roster's constructed right now. So you're probably right, man. We don't. We don't. So, and all these question marks with the infield, and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be we're back in last place. Orioles will make their move, and you know, the rest of the American League East speaks for itself. I just got one question for you, and I just said it to Robbie. Why Corey Kluber instead of Nate Evaldi? Well, that's a Money. great question because, you know, Evaldi, you know, he, he was with the Sox for a few years, you know, and, and he was a pretty steady Eddie, but Kluber will be lucky to get five games out of him. <laughs> He'll find a way to break his elbow or something. He's Chris Sale, the right-handed Chris Sale. He'll, he'll throw, yeah, he is. He'll throw up a, a no-hitter in his opening game, and then he'll be done for the season. How's that? Yeah, that's what I want to win. You know, at least the, the, the so I was saying, at least with Evaldi, the there's familiarity. You know, I mean, Kluber and Evaldi both have similar injury history, but at least the Red Sox know Evaldi's history. Exactly. And, you know, he was, he was you know, fans liked him. I loved him. I mean, yep. that, that gutsy performance in the World Series in 18, right, I mean, I'll right. never forget that. Oh, that's, that's uh, it, you know, that made him uh, endeared to the uh, Red Sox nation. I'm, I'm sure that was the turning point for him. He also pitched He also pitched for the Yankees and pitched well until he got hurt. So, yep. yeah. Yep, exactly. But uh, great, great interview with uh, Pat earlier today. Oh, that thanks. Was, uh, yeah, Patty's great guy. Really nice. 
And it's nice that uh, you know guys call into you uh, other than me and, <laughs> and the podiatrist. <laughs> the podiatrist. <laughs> it's like become a running joke now on uh, on WTBR <laughs> on, on our sports station. It's like become a thing wrong with it. Yeah, no, of course not. In fact, I was talking to Robbie the other day, so uh, yeah. I love him. He's funny. <laughs> He's great. It's a trip. He's still running marathons, though. He runs the Boston Marathon, the New York City Marathon, with like three and a half. I looked, what did he run? Like three, three fifteen a couple of years, like last year, I think. He ran the Boston Marathon. He's like sixty years old. So yeah, I love him though. You know, so but yeah, I mean, I you know the Yankees. I was telling uh, Sean before, like they're talking about oh Aaron Hicks. I mean, Cashman's killing me. I mean, talk about pulling the wool over the Yankees fans' eyes at this point. Like telling me, oh yeah, well Aaron Hicks probably could come back to the player he used to be, and oh we got maybe Donaldson will be back again. It's like give me a break with these guys. These guys are over the hill. They're done. I'd rather see, you know look. I'd like to see the Yankees take a step back to take a step forward. If the Yankees don't make the playoffs next year, which I think they will, but the thing because they have a very good start. If the starting staff, I mean, you really, I mean, seriously, the starting staff is excellent. They really have a great staff if they if they you know continue to stay healthy. The starting five is really good. Frank Frankie Montas is a fifth guy. I'm just going to miss good. the first month, by the way. Oh, Montas? Frankie Montas, oh, yeah. So, but they have guys they can bring up that can pitch. I mean, they they have you know the thing is that the bottom line with this team and it's always been with the Yankees is that they're unathletic. And they're old, okay? And they hunt, they're not great up the middle. I mean, they just signed Glaber Torres to a one-year contract. I wish they would have traded Glaber Torres because, to me, Glaber Torres is never going to be anything better than he is. He's a guy with a poor baseball IQ. He's a guy who goes through slumps where, you know, he'll strike out 50 million times and all of a sudden he'll get into a groove where he's good for three weeks and then he's back to the same old thing. It's just... Something had to change with the Yankees in terms of their athleticism, and it hasn't. It's the same damn thing. And by the way, you mentioned Andrew Benatini. That's going to be a nice one-two punch with him and Tim Anderson next year. Yeah. Put those two guys up in front of the power that they have. So, Hey, Mike, you know who uh, Adam Duvall reminds me of? Cody Ross. You know, like that, yeah. that, 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 that classic right-handed power. I could see him hitting some bombs over the monster just, oh, yeah. you know, if he stays healthy. And and this 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 kid from Japan, like I think the Red Sox have some upside if they can right. stay healthy. If yeah. that's and the only question. Devers, Devers, you know, will be the the anchor and and the star, but hopefully this Japanese guy will uh, prove to be worth the money they've paid him. But uh, you never know with Japanese players. That's the thing. Uh, look at Suzuki. He hit what seven home runs for the Cubs last year. They thought he was this big power right, bat out right. of Japan. And I mean, this—that's not what they're—that's not what they're profiling this kid from uh, for the Red Sox this being. But they're you know more of like a contact hitter. If we get a guy like a contact hitter in the leadoff spot, and they got rid of the shift, that could really help things too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna. I'm- I'm going to love not having a shift next year. So, Mike, what did you think of the ball yeah. games? What did you think of the games? Well, you know, like like everybody's been saying with the, with the officiating in the second game, you know, that was that was disgraceful. And, and I think overtime, you know, at that point, you never know who's going to win at that point. Which, right. You know, we might be talking about a different Super Bowl. And, you know, I, I'm still going with my uh, pick, original pick of the Eagles. But, you know, if, if the, uh, if the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have a pretty decent – you know, injury report come, you know, this time next week or, you know, later in the week, um, it could be a really good game. Otherwise, have you ever know, seen, man. have you ever seen anything like Mahomes? I mean, I've never, I've never, look, I've never seen a quarterback. First of all, he's playing on one leg, but I've never seen the, the throw, the, the, the throw that he made in the end zone set was it the first touchdown. I think it was the first touchdown before second touchdown. For Kelsey, and, and by the way, he had a, t- a terrific game of uh, Valdez Scanling, six for six for one sixteen. 
I mean, that throw was phenomenal. He's on one leg. He's throwing the ball in the end zone. Like, like, it was like nothing. I mean, the guy is just amazing. 326 yards, 29 of 43, and he's playing on one stinking leg. <laughs> That's amazing. That guy's amazing. He really is. Huh? You know, I would like to see the Chiefs win, but I, I really am I'm putting my money on the Eagles. Yeah, I like the Eagles, too. I, the reason I like the Eagles, I, I love, the, I think, the offensive and defensive line. I mean, obviously, Kansas City's got Chris Jones and have some guys that can play on the line. But to me, it's the power running game of the Eagles, which sets up their play passing. It sets up, you know, hurts for different run options and so forth. But I, li- I really like the way the Eagles are playing. I just think physically they're, 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 they pose a, a much, uh, you know, really a more physical team even than Kansas City. So. Well, Jalen Hurts yeah. is going to have to do better than 125 yards of course passing he is, to right. beat the Chiefs, though. Well, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. It's, been, it's Mahomes who's been there twice. Obviously, this is his third trip there against the guy who's going there for the first time. But Jalen Hurts, I tell you, you know, give the guy credit. You know, goes to Alabama, yeah, exactly. leaves Alabama. Had Brian Dable as his coach at Alabama, as his, uh, you know, working with him, and then he goes to Oklahoma and he leads the nation in what not only running but passing as well. So they were my preseason division winner. Remember that? I picked them to win the division. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl. No. Stupid me picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl no. at the beginning of the season. Please, but I picked Buffalo. What the hell do we know back then, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> so. But, yeah, it was interesting. So, so uh, but uh, anyway, so, yeah, next week yeah. is the – obviously, there's a week off and so forth. But right now, I think Philadelphia is a minus two. I think they were picked as minus two right now, two-point favorites against Kansas yeah, City. It was Kansas City, and now I think uh, Philadelphia minus two. Hey, okay. hey, hey, Mike, who you got in the Pro Bowl? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the pickleball or the flag football or the <laughs> hockey. They're so I don't, get, hockey. I don't get to see hockey for nine days because of the stupid All-Star break. And the Rangers, they, you know, they do these now these bye weeks with the, with the NHL. It's got to oh, go. Yeah. Stop with the bye weeks. I don't need a bye week in the NHL for crying out loud, you know. I mean, you got teams playing back-to-back games and you give us a bye week now plus the all the, I hate the All-Star game. It's awful. It really is. I like the skills competition. It's fun. But the NHL All-Star game is not a representation of hockey. These guys are, like, avoiding each other. I mean, it's, it's really awful. Well, there's supposed to be a, a doozy of a skills competition at the Pro Bowl this year. Do you hear that? No. Guys, like, trying to, like, drag weights and all sorts of stupid stuff that they're trying to do to make it interesting, which just makes – I mean, I watch – I'll start binging a, a show on Netflix before I watch the Pro Bowl. Seriously, the Pro Bowl is garbage. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so, so Mikey, the Bruins lost three straight. Unbelievable, right? Can you believe it? It's amazing. And they lost to Carolina. Carolina's really playing really well. Wow, I'm telling you. You know, they're, they're definitely a formidable uh, opponent to, to getting past the Bruins in the playoffs and so forth. But, but you, know, you know who the uh, hottest team in, the, in basketball is right now? Who? The Washington Wizards. Wow. The Bullets. They're get the 500. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, I was going to say, for, right, for the Wizards, absolutely, yeah, I, I agree, because they've been terrible the last few years, yeah, so, I don't I don't yeah. think I remember them when, when I think, <laughs> was like, the, I think the last time they were, when was the last time they were actually relevant? I can't, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I could uh, go to the Google machine and find out, because I, in my mind, I can't think of it. I remember when I was a kid, when the Bullets were really good, I remember as a kid when they won championships, when they had Wes Dunsell, yeah. and they had Phil Chenier, and they had... You know, uh, a whole bunch of cats on that team. I mean, that was a Kevin Greavy. Remember, they said, Kevin Greavy, and he would shoot the big shot. If the basketball is just, you know, I try to watch the NBA. I really try. Like, But I turned the Nick game on, the Nick Net game on uh, the other day, and the, the Knicks were down by, like, 
I don't know, 15 points. They had given up 58 points with like three minutes left in the half. And they, they'd end up losing like 122-116. But I mean, I can't watch the NBA, Mike. It's just, I can't watch it. It's just unwatchable to me. Well, the Lakers are at the Garden tonight. Oh, and the Celtics, the Celtics play the Nets tomorrow. The Celtics so if, there's, to to if there's any interest of watching the NBA at all, I'll be checking in on both of those games a little bit. So now Robert Williams is back, obviously, and Marcus Smart is out. Marcus Smart's the not going to play. Okay, so here's, here's my question. Like The other day, okay, the Celtics played. They, they lost to the Knicks at, at, in Boston. It's because Jalen Brown doesn't know how to shoot a free throw. But why do you take 46 shots? From three point, that's why they lost. Because that's what the NBA is. I'm stupid. They lost to the Knicks. That's all the at NBA home. is. That's all the how NBA is. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but how do you lose to the Knicks at home? Right, Mike. That's all they do in the NBA is shoot threes. Oh, it's, it's unwatchable. I mean, I, I, it just there's no. It's no awful. Strategy. It's just kick it out, kick it out, kick it out. Get the guy on the outside, and boom. I mean, I don't I get mean, it. I just don't get it. It's like I'm, I'm praying and hoping because I used to love the NBA. Oh my God, I used to go. I used to drive to Long Island to see Dr. J in the old ABA with the Nets. I used to go to the Nick games when I was a kid. I mean, basketball. You know what the problem is with basketball now? It's not physical anymore. I love the physicality of the game. You know, back when, and it's not anymore. Guys are like this clearing out, this you know, clearing space for these players. It's so ridiculous to watch. Watching four guys standing around, stagnated with with their hands at their side, while you know one guy goes one on one. They all stand there looking at the ball when it's shot. I mean, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Why this game? I understand the mathematics and the analytics of taking three-point shots, but it's just gotten out of hand. You know, it's just ridiculous to watch. It's just so unwatchable at times. So, I mean, I don't get it. I just, I'll never get it. You know, and, and, and they don't play defense. In, maybe in the in playoffs they do, but they never play playoffs. They never play <laughs> defense at all. It's really kind of boring to watch. So, Hey, Mike, I got I to gotta let you uh, on this one here real fast. If we ever see yeah. clips on TV of Corey Kluver and Chris Sale playing catch, we're screwed. <laughs> Don't let those guys play catch together out in spring training. There you go. <laughs> yeah, keep them keep them in bubble wrap, right? <laughs> or I'm or going for a bicycle ride together to go get a sandwich. You know. Don't walk up the steps at night. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Guys, it's been a pleasure. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Thank you for calling, man. Great to talk to you as always. As Joe says, all the love, baby, all the love. All right, man. Talk to you later, buddy. Thanks for calling. All right, talk to you later. All right, bye. (laughs) That's funny. 413-445-5943 right here on Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin. So we got about five minutes left. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back to wrap up this edition uh, right after this message. Right back. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association Start Program, visit heart.org slash start. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. I smoke because it's a habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. 
My husband hates that I smoke and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. We got something for just about everybody. WTBR. Here we are here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is uh, my alter ego. My name is Walter. I just wanted to say hello to everyone out there in Pitchfield and everywhere else really listening. I can't believe we're almost done. I know. With another another quick hour of the show. Patty, thanks for calling in. Mike, thanks for calling in. Great calls today. Super Bowl prediction week next week. Definitely. So uh, we got we got the Celtics going up against the Nets tomorrow. We got the Knicks and the Lakers tonight, right? If so. you want to watch any basketball at all, these are the next two nights to check a little bit. I mean, yeah. Lakers-Knicks is always iconic. <laughs> And I hate Kyrie Irving with a passion. <laughs> Who doesn't? So, I mean, Who doesn't? Well, Especially if you're a member of my faith. Absolutely. I know? mean, he like, thinks the earth is uh, flat, and I start to wonder sometimes if it is. But exactly like flat. you said, a member of, of his head it's is flat. flat right? I mean, it's ridiculous. I can't stand it, it, that. He's so frustrating because he's such a to- he's such a, a tantalizing player. Yeah, thirty-two but he's the just other day. Such an ass. Of course, he had thirty-two against the Knicks the other night. And the Knicks. Yeah, just- he is such an ass, and. You know, it just, I, I hate them. The Knicks are never going to get any better. It's just like they win and they lose and they win and they lose. It's just, it's, it's, it's just inconsistency and poor defense. I mean, the other night they were, give, they were giving up 122 points. They don't play. You know, it's funny. Tom Thibodeau is supposed to be a defensive guy, and they never play defense. No, didn't when he was with the Bulls either. So exactly. So there you go, man. You know, nothing but a house party, right? <laughs> nothing but a house party. Yeah. I'm telling you, I can't believe we're done. Amazing. Time to wrap up another version, edition, another version. Another, another sizzling edition of Cronin and the Zuck here on Berkshire Sports Talk. Yeah. Berkshire Sports Now, whatever it's called. <laughs> no offense to the station, I'm trying to get it right, but it's still Cronin and the Zuck anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, same time, same bad time slot. We will see you next week. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Get out there. Get some fresh air. We love you. We Later. love you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.